Hello and welcome to Filled with His Love. In this week's Come Follow Me, we read about the Apostle Paul preaching to the Athenians from Mars Hill, where he found an inscription to the unknown God. His goal was to help the Athenians discard their previous notions of God, to help them understand that God is knowable. He was trying to teach them the true nature of God. This was also a central mission of the Prophet Joseph Smith in this dispensation, to help all who would embrace the restored gospel of Jesus Christ come to understand the true nature of God. Here's the essential point. When we come to understand the true nature of God, we also come to understand our true nature, because we are his offspring. As Paul taught in Acts 17, 27, that they should seek the Lord, if haply they might feel after him, and find him, though he be not far from every one of us. For in him we live, and move, and have our being, as certain also of our, your own poets have said, for we are also his offspring. For as much then as we are the offspring of God, we ought not to think that God is like unto gold or silver or stone, graven by art and man's device. So he taught the Athenians that God was not some mysterious being who was inaccessible to humans. Rather, he was not far off from all of us. He is our Father. His purpose is to help His children. So the graven images that the Athenians worshipped at that time were not God, he was trying to teach them. And they should shift their focus to God, who is their literal Father. I love verse 28. It is in God that we live and move and have our being. He gives us breath, just as He breathed breath into Adam. And what does it mean to breathe life into another, as he did with Adam? It means to inspire. The meaning of the word inspiration is the process of inhaling air. We now think of it as a form of revelation, and, and sure, that, that's true. But we are inhaling the breath that God breathes into us. So today when you breathe in some nice fresh air, Think of how the Lord provided that air for you and how he is breathing life into you and thoughts that will help you to do what you were meant to do today, your purpose, basically. So we are the offspring of God, and that means that we can become like him because he is our father. As Mormon taught, when we are filled with his love, when we learn how to love as he loves, we can become like him, and that is the whole purpose of mortality. Now, there are some, probably quite a few, actually, we've heard criticisms like this in historical Christianity. They see this doctrine as blasphemous. They think that it brings God down to our level somehow. But that interpretation for me is interpreting things down. It's, in, it's an upside-down interpretation. If we interpret it up, we begin to see our own life as more exalted, becoming more like God, yes, and becoming gods with a lowercase g. This is a doctrine that has caused other churches difficulties, and it's surprising, as I'll explain a little bit more as we go along. So, Lorenzo Snow taught that this doctrine through his life, he, he emphasized this doctrine throughout his ministry. Here's an excerpt from Gospel Essays. In the spring of 1840, Lorenzo Snow was in Nauvoo, Illinois, preparing to leave for a mission in England. He visited the home of his friend, Henry G. Sherwood. 
and he asked Brother Sherwood to explain a passage of Scripture. While attentively listening to his explanation, President Snow later recalled, The Spirit of the Lord rested mightily upon me. The eyes of my understanding were opened, and I saw as clear as the sun at noonday, with wonder and astonishment, the pathway of God and man. I formed the following couplet, which expresses the revelation as it was shown to me. As man now is, God once was. As God now is, man may be. Feeling that he had received a sacred communication that he should guard carefully, Lorenzo Snow did not teach the doctrine publicly until he knew that the prophet Joseph had taught it. Once he knew the doctrine was public knowledge, he testified of it frequently. Because, of course, Joseph also taught it in the King Follett Discourse. If you want to take a deep dive into this doctrine, I recommend Andrew Skinner's book, To Become Like God. Andrew Skinner is a former dean of religious education at BYU, a great fellow, wonderful man. In this book, he recounts how this doctrine has ancient as well as modern origins. Yes, those who are members of other Christian churches who disagree with this doctrine do not realize that the doctrine was taught in their religions long ago. Well, of course, it's in the New Testament as well, and they can't quite see it there. But but here's another excerpt from Skinner's book. Skinner calls the doctrine deification, in other words, becoming like God. And he quotes ancient theologians who taught the doctrine very clearly. For example, Clement of Alexandria, and this is way back in the circa 150 to 215 A.D., became head of an institution devoted to instruction in Christian doctrine. For Clement, Jesus Christ was the source of all reason and understanding. But more important, quote, The word of God became man, that thou mayest learn from man how man may become God. Furthermore, another quote, His is beauty, the true beauty, for it is God, and that man becomes God since God so wills. Heraclitus then rightly said, quote, Men are gods, and gods are men, with these lowercase g's. Clement said, He who listens to the Lord and follows the prophecy, the teachings given by him, will be formed perfectly in the likeness of the teacher, made a god going about in the flesh. This doctrine has actually been taught for centuries and millennia. Uh, but sometimes we don't recognize the power of this. So then Skinner draws upon the preaching of President, Joseph, of President Lorenzo Snow uh, again when he says, quote, We were born in the image of God our Father. He begot us like unto himself. There is the nature of deity in the composition of our spiritual organization. In our spiritual birth, our Father transmitted to us the capabilities, powers, and faculties which he himself possessed, as much so as the child on its mother's bosom possesses. Although in an undeveloped state, the faculties, powers, and susceptibilities of its parent. That's the end quote. Now, uh, Skinner continues, Years ago, President Boyd K. Packer illustrated the truth of President Snow's declaration by recounting an experience involving his own children. He had returned home to find them waiting for him in the driveway. They had discovered some newly hatched chicks. 
As his four-year-old daughter held one of them, he said in a teasing way, That will make a nice watchdog when it grows up, won't it? His daughter looked up at him and, as if he wasn't very bright. President Packer changed his approach by saying that it wouldn't be a watchdog, it would be a nice riding horse. His daughter wrinkled up her nose and gave him a look that basically said, Don't you know anything? It will grow up to be a chicken, like its parents. President Packer then distilled for us the lesson. Quote, Since every living thing follows the pattern of its parentage, are we to suppose that God had some other strange pattern in mind for his offspring? Surely we, his children, are not, in the language of science, a different species than he is. What is in error, then, when we use the term godhood to describe the ultimate destiny of mankind? That is the point. Children of God, as well as baby chicks, are on a course to grow up to be like their parents. So, in the mouth of Lorenzo Stowe, and we could quote Brigham Young, Joseph Smith, uh, other modern prophets, um, as well as ancient prophets and theologians, taught this doctrine forcefully and powerfully. For me personally, it is perhaps one of the most amazing and wonderful doctrines that we have restored to us in the Restoration. That when we are sealed together as couples in the temple, we are closer to becoming like God. These ordinances, really the whole purpose of the ordinance is to help us, all the ordinances that we participate in from the time we are baptized to the time we are sealed in the temple, all of these ordinances are the ways to help us become more like God. The ordinances are so full of blessings, one after another. And if we listen to those blessings in all of the ordinances that we receive, we will, of necessity, inevitably become more like our Father in Heaven and our Heavenly Parents. We will become more like God. So I hope as we go through life, we interpret this scripture up, that we are the offspring of God, and that means we can become like him. I have a firm testimony of this, and it just seems sometimes that it's unreachable, but President Nelson has taught us very clearly that perfection is pending. That will come in the next life, but we can be on our way to it in this life. And the closer we come to God, as Paul taught, he is not far from us, the closer we come to him and invite his spirit into our life, the more we will feel his presence and the more we will become like him. Hope this is helpful and we will see you next time.